This episode is being brought to you by the Goethe Pop-Up in Seattle. Goethe Institute is a German cultural institute that does some really cool events focusing on art, language, film, lifestyle. They have some really cool events here in Seattle and do some really rad stuff like working with the beer industry in Seattle. So we thank them for connecting us with our guests today and for relationships to come. Thanks, Goethe. What is up? You are listening to Cheers to Beers. I'm your host, Jess Kellerpool. And I'm Shauna Cormier. And um, welcome to the second half of our Kolsch series, kind of talking about America versus Germany or like real Kolsch versus not real Kolsch. <laughs> versus a battle. <laughs> it kind of is. Like they really take it seriously. Yeah, we don't. Um, and so, yeah, this time we're talking on the German side of things, real Kolsch. Um, with Arno of Fru Brewing. Or they're not even called Fru Brewing. It's just Fru. Fru. Like there's, that's just what it is. Fru and every, It almost feels like, or pretty much every American craft brewery has like brewing or Bruco or something at the it's end. It's just Fru? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So um, we're talking with him about Kolsch. Um, but right now, I think we should talk about what we're drinking at the moment. We got a mold cider. Which is so, you were just casually like, so I made some mold cider last night or whenever it was. I was like, what? It just has some cinnamon and some cloves and some orange. Um, yeah, and it's added, great. Some rum. It was necessary. You have to have it too sweet without rum. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like I associate rum with summer and like summer cocktails, but it is so good in so many holiday beverages. Like yeah. eggnog, like a spiced rum and eggnog. I love eggnog dude i do too it's liquid ice cream dude okay i'm so glad we're on the same page about this because there are so many adamant eggnog haters have they ever had it yes then how they couldn't hate it or they've had (laughs) shitty eggnog yeah i've had some from scratch you know like a chef made it Mm, yeah but like but yeah not out of a carton i mean even out of a carton it's delicious any ice cream is good if it's ice cream yeah you're like even shitty ice cream is still good oh yeah same thing with like pizza yeah you're just like it's still good yeah still fine yes but like oh my god like a little nutmeg on top and it's so thick and fucks you up (laughs) i mean you're like this is fun i'm great and all of a sudden you're like (laughs) um okay so for eggnog for you though is it rum or brandy because i I was gonna say i think you i mean i think you put two different types of alcohol in it oh really that's why you get fucked up okay got it if i'm not mistaken maybe sometimes three (laughs) just the long island i think whiskey is a really important element Mm. right that's the flavor of bourbon in it bourbon some sort of whiskey and then I think brandy, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then for good measure, just throw in a little, you know, Bacardi 101. <laughs> 101. <laughs> Light it on fire. Cream. Yeah. All like scorched on top. Actually, though. Ooh, like a marshmallow. Or like creme brulee. Wow. That sounds great. We haven't done cocktails in a while. I mean. I Yeah, we should do. Yeah, we should. Absolutely. Because winter cocktails are really great. Even just a hot toddy. 
is just Ooh. so satisfying. Like you're just feeling a little under the weather. Yeah. After just, you like, get over the up. fact that you don't have COVID, then yes. you make yourself a hot toddy. <laughs> yes. And then you feel better. So good. Or Irish coffee. Ooh. Can't go wrong with an Irish coffee. Irish coffees, though, are dangerous because I feel like I'm like, I'm having Irish coffee. And then the day never goes the way you think it's going to go. Because if you start your day off with an Irish coffee. Dude, that was literally me like all of March and April in 2020. Fuck it. Here we go. Like, seriously, I think one of my most embarrassing moments is like walking to Walgreens and sweats and Birkenstocks and then like buying a... uh, bottle of bullet bourbon at 10 a.m <laughs> just mean like this is normal they were out and you were like oh damn it <laughs> everyone was out of baileys and and freaking irish whiskey yeah i wonder what happened to the market there <laughs> um yeah so we're we're sipping on a non-beer option but also a delicious holiday option it's kind of the opposite of kolsch yes right um so yeah we're going to be getting into it with our new friend arno from fru thanks again to him and for the Gertha pop-up for making that connection and making it happen. Yeah. And so, uh, just coming up for, you know, locals or anyone following Seattle beer school, we've got a couple events coming at the end of the year. So we're, we're not done yet for the year. Um, keep an eye out. You can follow us on Instagram at Seattle beer school and yeah, stay tuned for some cool things coming up. One will be virtual. So if you yes. don't aren't in Seattle, yeah, one will be, a. It's called Fa-la-la-lager. Yes. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-lager. Oh, so good. Feels good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that there is going to be a, a Seattle local package available, but also virtual as well. Back to life. Back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that came to my head. <laughs> I thought virtual was in there. <laughs> the word I was virtual. like, back to life. Back to a virtual. Um, you can cut that. No, or I don't. Like it. I like it. Keep it. Yeah. So again, um, just keep your eyes out on Instagram. That's mostly <laughs> where we do everything, right? Uh, our website is sparse. Um, <laughs> anyone out there listening that is um, a web designer, good at designing webs, like literally hit us up. If you're a spider. Yeah, mm, good one hit us up <laughs> no, seriously i don't know what i'm doing um yeah and that's where you'll find some great stuff coming up for the end of the year so without further ado let's get into it we are talking kolsch with arno of fru and we'll see y'all soon i love you bye like fru and far between <laughs> right exactly hi all Hello. Hello. Nice to meet you. Oh, to see you. Yeah. See, <laughs> see and meet, of course. What time is it for you over there? I, it's I about five o'clock, know. nearly five o'clock in the evening. Yeah, it's beer time, I think. I already prepared everything for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I could have a cold right now. Well, it's I'm having a coffee. <laughs> 8 a.m. And, you know, I did flirt with, uh, by the way, the, the mini keg came. Thank you very much. I was very excited to see that. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but I did flirt with tapping it this morning. Um, but I have a two-month I have a two month old, so I thought that maybe wasn't the wisest idea. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I th- 
you should wait till I um, can come over. I'm inviting myself over um, on Friday evening and then we'll just drink the whole thing. Yeah. I feel like once we tap it, yeah, we need to consume the whole thing in one sitting. It's a rule, right? It's like, um, it is a thing like the cold service, right? You keep drinking until you say no more. Yep. That's what, that's, that's what we'll do. Except I feel like there's, it's hard to say no more at a certain point. Um, if you don't want another one, if your glass is empty, the, the waiter automatically brings a new one. And if you don't want a new one, you, ah, uh, wait, you have to put a coaster onto the top of the glass. So the waiter knows, okay, he's finished. That's it. <laughs> I love that so much. And it's so cool because we don't have a tradition like that in the United States. Yeah, well, it's like the the laws around alcohol are really weird in the U.S. and very strict. And it's very puritanical. Um, you know, like our drinking age is much higher. And I don't know, the U.S. is weird about it. So it's like, I feel like we couldn't do something fun like that because it's not up to what the U.S. likes. It's 21. <laughs> Or 18 in the U.S. to 20, drink. 21. Beer. It was 18 for like, I don't know, a, maybe a few years in like the, the 70s or 80s. You can um, join the army with 18, but you are allowed to drink alcohol with 21. That I know. pretty much sums up American culture. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty bizarre and backwards. And it makes it makes it so that like there's a lot of binge drinking. So people get really obsessed with drinking where you just can't just enjoy it you're like i gotta get drunk which is not like what the point is really but you know yeah i mean maybe sometimes but it's like that that is an unfortunate part of the culture is it's like like oh no you can't have a beer with lunch because that makes you look weird but on saturdays we can drink until we can't remember so if something is forbidden the danger it's much more higher to get drunk or to to do it if right. it's allowed it makes no fun anymore Ex exactly and i kind of want to as be a parent myself i'm like you know i think i'm going to go with the route of things not being forbidden so that my kids don't get like obsessed or weird over things they're just like oh right. it's beer cool yeah like I whatever <laughs> Yeah. And just like, that's just another thing with American culture is it's like, if, if there was just like more exposure, if it was more casual and more normal, um, I feel like we wouldn't have these issues. But um, I mean, I was one of those people that when I went to college, I was like, went crazy because all of a sudden I could do whatever I wanted, where if I was allowed to have a beer with a dinner at age 16, I, I would not act that way. Yeah. Also, I think it's okay to go a little crazy in college, right? That's part of, or university. <laughs> Do you say university? University. In yeah. Germany? Yeah. yeah. It's the same all over the world, I think. <laughs> Except for United States, you say college. Yeah, if right. the people leave the school and went to the army or university, they feel free and... Yeah, do a lot of things they won't do at home. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Which is healthy, I think. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Kolsch, huh? First of all, um, sorry for, for my grammar mistakes because my my um, my normal job is here in Germany. Export is only a kind of hobby. It's a small part of our uh, brewery. Mm -hmm. So um, 
My, my English lessons uh, were about 30 years ago. So. Uh, well, I don't think you should apologize at all because I can understand you beautifully. Yeah, great English. And, and it's uh, if not you like speak Justin a little bit I... slowly, it's, it's, it's great. Okay, okay. I, I It's a good reminder for me because Jess and I tend to be like... Blah, 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 blah. And it's not like Jess and I are speaking German at all. I mean, so... Ah, uh, you know a lot of German words. Post, Oktoberfest, Autobahn, Kindergarten, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, Autobahn. that's true. Hellas, you know, Bach, um, Mertzen, <laughs> Rauch, you know, we, we know some German. We haven't ever interviewed anyone from Germany before, and there's just such a different beer culture. We kind of already talked about that a little bit, but um, I think to start off, I it would be beneficial to just hear a little bit of the history of Fru and you know, their importance, their significance in German culture, and just a little bit about the brewery itself. Okay. Um, yes, I'm, I'm Arno. I'm working for Fru Brewery since about 12 years. I'm responsible for, for the off-trade sales team and also for, for the export activities. Fru is a brewery um, now in the fifth generation. It's a family-owned brewery uh, founded in 1904. And um, yeah, founded by Peter, Peter Joseph Fru, therefore the name Fru. Fru is a family name. That's a simple reason why the beer is called Fru. And it's called Fru Kölsch because Kölsch is the, the, the kind of brewing. It's an, not a lager, it's an, not an ale, it's a Kölsch, it's an own beer style. And um, you're only allowed to call it Kölsch if it's brewed in Cologne, like Champagne in France. Not um, you, um, not every sparkling wine is allowed to call champagne. It has to be sure. produced in, in the region in France. That's the same in, in Cologne with, with Kölsch. I think the, the Cologne people are very proud of their own beer style. Um, Kölsch is not only a beer style, it's also, um, how do you call it, a dialect, a dialect in, in Cologne. The, the, the inhabitants of, of Cologne, they speak a special dialect. It's called Kölsch. And so we say Kölsch is the only language you can drink. <laughs> I, like I love that. that. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so cool because there's not a lot of beverages that are, you know, have their own special protected status. Yeah, it's protected by law. Um, there are a lot of, uh, you know, in the US, there are a lot of Kölsch styles or Kölsch-styled beers. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we don't want to compare our Cologne Kölsch with the Kölsch-styled beers outside from Europe. Um, I don't want to say that they are bad. No, no, no. A, a lot of beers have a good quality, but uh, I think they taste in a totally different way than, than the real Kölsch, also because of the uh, ingredients. Uh, corn instead of barley malt or something like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kölsch is totally, uh, an original Kölsch is totally different from a Kölsch-styled beer, I think. But I, I think right. there are a lot of uh, good Kölsch-styled beers too in the US, in Ireland, in the UK. That's very diplomatic of you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it, I think what's interesting about Kolsch style in the U.S. is that it can vary a lot. Like Shauna and I have talked about this, where it's like 
we've definitely had not good versions of Kolsch style in the U.S. And I've had some really great style, like examples of it as well. Um, but I feel like there's such a varying degree of how brewers make it, how they approach it, what ingredients they're using, that it is like a little harder to kind of nail down like what what it should be tasting like. And I feel like unfortunately in the US, the value of imported beer is kind of decreasing a little bit where it's like imported beer used to be the top tier. That was the best beer you could get. And luckily the craft movement has really exploded in the US and we've we've come to have like incredible breweries here too that are just very different than European and um, German breweries. But I think because of that, people don't have that, um, like a German example to compare it to. Like there's, I think a lot of Americans are familiar with what Kolsch is, but have never had fruit, you know? Uh, we have uh, an importer at the East Coast and also at the West Coast and they, their development is very, very well they increase the volume. Oh, uh, one problem is because of, of Corona, or do you say COVID, COVID-19, the mm -hmm. containers are very expensive. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of containers, it takes a long time to, to book a container. And that's also a reason because of the worldwide Corona virus that um, the import volume of, of, of German beers or European beers in the US that um, this volume decreases. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because it seems you're not alone, right? There's a lot of um, supply chain and like just the, the shipping costs on everything have been pretty crazy, um, which it must be very frustrating for you and frustrating for beer drinkers because, you know, getting imports is difficult because it it's expensive and also just delays, right? And it's it's a living product. You're you have beer, and you don't want it sitting somewhere warm, right? Because it's going to affect the quality. So, how have you really combated that, or you've just kind of had to just decrease? Very difficult to answer. Um, the Germans drink local. A lot of we have about thousand five hundred thousand six hundred breweries with more than six thousand beer brands, and. Uh, a lot of German beers are very famous in the U.S. too, but most of Germans drink local. Um, in Bavaria, every town has its own brewery, and I don't think that they export a lot of uh, their products to other countries. Mm -hmm. uh, big brands like... Um, I don't want to say so much German brands. <laughs> they have a high export volume. They have an, an own sales team in other countries. We mm -hmm. as a family brewery, we not. Um, we have a trustful, trustful partnerships with our importers and they, uh, they uh, know their customers, they know what they want. I think also the US drink uh, a lot of their ah, industrial beer is a bad name um, <laughs> of their company. That's, a, no, that's, that's yeah. correct. It's, it's accurate. Um, <laughs> there's a very high volume of industrial beers in the US. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, I don't know the market exactly, but in my opinion, the people want to try other kinds, 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 other styles, other brands. Um, they try, they want to try something different. We also have industrial beers in Germany too. 
Yeah. In in, in the Netherlands say- or wherever. <laughs> mm, yeah. Right. yeah. And when you say industrial, I mean I my mind goes right to Budweiser or um Miller Coors. That's I mean, you don't have to say anything, but that's like what you know, what I think of as industrial. Um, and yeah, you're right. There's this international pale lager, like to just call it a style that's everywhere, right? Like for Amsterdam or Dutch, you know, like it comes from, and Germany has it too. You're right. It's so funny that it, at a certain degree, yeah. there's one style that dominates the world. And if only it was Kolsch, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think we don't have the competency. Um, um, to conquer the world now with, with Kölsch, with Früh Kölsch. <laughs> um, we are a small family brewery with a famous beer. A lot of tourists come to Cologne. They they went uh, they go to our big brew house directly at the cathedral in Cologne. It's uh, here Früh am Dom. It's the second biggest brew house in Germany. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. We are a small brewery, but we have the second biggest brew house in Germany. So a lot of That's people wild. visit Cologne, drink our beer, and they love it. And so they also try to get it at home. They see it in the supermarket. Hey, it was a great time in Cologne. We had a lot of Kölsch, a lot of beer, a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And uh, they remember the, the good time here in Germany. And so they try it in the U.S. too. I think that's so cool that like because it's only from a certain town, right, from Cologne, and that pe- when people go to it when they don't live there, it's not only enjoying the beverage, but it's this place and time and maybe they're on holiday or, you know, it's, it's, right it's exactly. And it's like this thing of it's not only just a, a beverage that you're drinking, but it's like this um, memory, right? Yep. It's like so intertwined, this enjoyable time with a beverage, which makes why beer is so cool, right? Is that it, it makes you remember things and also make new memories. And you drink it in a totally different way than at home. In, in Bavaria, everybody, American knows Oktoberfest with a big, uh, big glasses. I'm in my cellar by a full liter. <laughs> yeah, one, one liter. Um, the first one is very easy, the second one too, but after a while the beer gets warm and... <laughs> Well, and, and that's the benefit of the Kolsch glass is because they're so much smaller. It's staying fresh. It's staying cold. It, it doesn't have time to warm up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's it's uh, very st- easy to ring always with foam on it. Otherwise, it looks like apple juice. In, in Germany, we, we drink with foam. <laughs> I know in the US, yes. not always. <laughs> yeah. It even at some of the better breweries, even at some of the better craft breweries, they won't pour it with foam. And it's something that Shauna and I get really frustrated with because we're like, it is such an important part of beer. Why don't we, why, why don't they even know that you should be doing that? And it's a weird stigma. Americans are very weird in terms of um, wanting like more for what they're paying. They think they're getting cheated if there's foam on there. And it's just like, they just don't understand is the reality. But it doesn't look fresh yeah. anymore without foam. Right, but I think exactly. it's a, it's a German beer culture or tradition. In the UK, oh. they, they also don't tap it with foam. They throw it away. <laughs> Island, oh, the, UK. the foam scrap, the scraper. Yeah, thing. the scraper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Jess and I are very passionate about foam. Um, like we just if it's one thing on my gravestone i just want to be like have it on there just like pour with foam (laughs) 
just everyone should because it's like where all the beauty lies right it not only looks beautiful but it, that's where aromatics which smells really great so it's so it's but to go back to the industrial lager there's not really much to smell there so you know you might as well pour it right to the top in a frosty glass because you're not drinking it to like enjoy the beautiful bouquet <laughs> and if the you beer know. is too cold like icy cold or below three degrees or it, it tastes always the same so uh, yeah well unfortunately i think that's the goal is for it to taste the same yeah. and you know people they just want to know what they're getting and they want to have the same experience every time so even if you're a different brewery the goal is to make it taste the same as the other brewery because that people just want that consistency. It's not so much about the, you know, like we're talking about the small family owned experience. It's just, uh, this isn't what I'm used to. So I don't like it. I need it to taste like how it always tastes. And we don't care about the foam. We don't care about the temperature. Uh, it's unfortunate. <laughs> um, we also have, Germany about yeah, near Cologne, more than 20, 23, I think, Kölsch breweries. And they also taste different. Mm. Um, uh, every brewery, every Kölsch brewery, um, they have a, a beer with a high quality and also with a different taste. It's like Pils, like Pilsner beer. Um, mm -hmm. They also don't taste the same. Huh? Mm -hmm. How do you say? If you cool a beer yeah. down, it tastes the same. Because there's no chance for the tongue to, to, to taste it if it's too cold. So beer is in Germany yeah. about 7 degrees, 6, 8. That's the best temperature to drink a beer. Some Belgian beers uh, should be a little bit warmer. warmer. So mm -hmm. to, to get the real taste of this strong beer, Belgian beer, for example. Yeah, it's it's a difficult thing to, to tell people. Like, you know, you can think about cask beer, right? Um, like English cask beer is is served warmer than yeah. other beers, but people think it's warm. They think it's ah, going to okay. be like it's not refreshing tea. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When it's like, no, it's still cool. It's just going to be warmer than you're you're used to. But you're right. You won't. You're you're you just don't have the opportunity to things. You won't be able to smell things the same way. Um, but it's so cool. I, I, so there's 23 different breweries in Cologne. And they're all different, which is really cool. But I guess I, I'm curious, like, what if you were to use like a, a sentence or two to describe what Kolsch is and what it tastes like? How would how would you? Describe um, it? It's very easy to explain. Kolsch is a top fermented uh, um, Kolsch beer. Top top fermented means that um, it's too different in, to explain it in English. Um, That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Top fermented, we, uh, we, it, we get you know, it. bottom bottom fermented like Pilsner beer. It's top fermented uh, like Kölsch, old beer, white beer. It's top fermented. The wheat uh, goes to the top um, in the brewing process. Um, uh, fermentation. In the fermentation mm -hmm. time, uh, the 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 um, the wheat goes up, not down. <laughs> Because of the yeah. of the because of the CO two uh, because of the yeah Kohlensäure uh, air <laughs> it goes yeah, up yeah we got it it's yeah. good <laughs> uh, 
Um, different you're doing to, great. Sorry, <laughs> different to explain it in English no, you're, if, you're, you're, if you're not used to. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, it's a hard thing to describe. Like any sort of like just discussing fermentation in general is hard, but then translating <laughs> it in another language. In, in, you're in like... Germany, it's no problem. Just say it in German. Just say in German, it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, difference of, of Kölsch to other beers. It has to be um, clear, blank. Mm -hmm. um, so before we fill it into bottles or kegs, um, it has to be filtered so that the, the wheat comes out. And so okay. the, the beer gets clear. It's always served in 0.2 glasses. It's, a, it's an unwritten law here in, in Germany. Uh, we have, um, it's called Kölsch Convent. This is a community of, of every Kölsch brewery. And they, they, there, they, they make the rules for Kölsch so that it's an, um, so that it's an, an regional specialty. Um, it's always clear, blank. Uh, it tastes. I always say it's easy to drink, but because it doesn't hurt. Too hoppy. Too hoppy. Hoppy. There we go. Too hoppy. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> I have to drink no, some beer to get, to get my fluently. I, to get I think you need a, you should you should definitely open a beer. My help. <laughs> <laughs> Give me five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can only beer the name Kölsch if it's brewed in Cologne. The alcohol volume is about five percent. Our Frühkölsch has four point eight, but in Germany it's allowed to uh, to have zero point four alcohol more or less into the mm. bottle because it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, not a food, it's a beverage. It's not artificial. It's a, ah, help me. It, like it won't always be the same it's, every time. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of room. There's, there's fluctuation because it's. But um, in our beer, know, it's not less than 4.8. I, I have a question kind of about the region. Um, they're correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, there you go. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but from my knowledge, there's a little bit of competition between Cologne and Dusseldorf. Is that correct? Totally correct. Um, <laughs> we love each other and we um, hate each other. Sure. Um, um, I was born in Neuss. It's a city nearby Cologne and Dusseldorf. <laughs> And I, I studied in Düsseldorf. I I worked for an old beer company for 12 years. And uh, Düsseldorf is famous for old beer, alt beer. Mm -hmm. It's a dark beer, right. also served in 0.2 glasses. Um, yeah, the history is very difficult to explain. It's because of the former war in the oh. uh, former centuries between two um, uh, little kings. Or do we say little kings? Mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a, a fight in the Middle Age between Cologne and Düsseldorf. It's the cold the, ah, history. Schlacht von Worringen. <laughs> and the, the, the people of Neuss, they helped the Cologne people to protect Cologne or to defend mm. Cologne from Düsseldorf. Uh -huh. a, a very simple um, um, explanation. <laughs> Uh, both cities so are famous for carnival. Carnival now the mm -hmm. tomorrow at the eleven 
of November starts the carnival season. There's a big uh, party tomorrow in Cologne, also in Dusseldorf. Cool. But cool. the Cologne people surely say uh, uh, our carnival is the best one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think every city is proud of their beer, of their culture, of their carnival. But there's a kind of uh, hate and love between these two cities. That's uh, meanwhile, there are a lot of pubs or uh, restaurants where you can drink Kölsch in Düsseldorf. Oh, But cool. to be honest, I don't know any pub in Cologne where you can buy old beer. Old beer. Um, I also drink old beer. Um, uh, my neighbor <laughs> is the head of an old beer company in Düsseldorf. <laughs> so uh, That's funny. if we have a street party, uh, we always drink his old beer and my full Kölsch. Right. It's a friendship. What, what, a com <laughs> what a combo. I mean, I love both, but I mean, alt beer, I'm really a big fan of. But it's so funny because they're so different, but they are both top fermenting beers that are very different than a lot of other German styles. Yeah. But I, I like the Cologne style. The, 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 the people in Cologne are very friendly. Uh, they are open-minded. I don't live in Cologne, but if you go into a pub, um, it takes about two minutes to get in contact with, with the Cologne people. You drink oh. a beer with them. They give you a beer for free. You give them a beer for free. And it's very right. easy. I think it's the same in, in Düsseldorf, in the Altstadt, in, in the inner circle of Düsseldorf. I mean, that sounds great. I want. I can't wait to fly there. I'll I'll get on a, fl a flight tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Neither. Wait, Shauna, you haven't been to Germany, right? I haven't. Yeah, no, been to I Germany. haven't either. No. I, okay. I want to go so badly. It's not because I don't want to go. I just haven't been yet, and it's you know, COVID hasn't made it any easier. <laughs> if you stay here right. someday near Cologne, give me a call. I will show you <laughs> our brew house, the cathedral, a lot of different brew houses. Uh, yeah, it would be I will be your tourist guide. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you are allowed to, f to fly again to Europe, I think. Right? I know we are. So right? you've been allowed to fly to the US since two days ago? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 You said to be mm. vaccinated and or show that yeah. you don't have COVID. Yeah. Yeah. That seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, Shauna, you have any other questions or topics we should cover about Cologne, Kolsch? Mm, no, I think like we covered a lot of it, of what it is, how you describe it. Um, I love like we talked a little about the culture, a little bit of drinking in Cologne and Dusseldorf. Um, but no, I, I have a question, but not having anything to do with Cologne. Or Kolsch. Oh, what's the question? Oh, well, I was I was just curious what Arna, what your favorite or top three favorite American styles might be. What's an American <laughs> style that you like? First and of all, you're... I have to know the different American styles. Um, <laughs> That's a good. I mean, I, I don't my, know what is last, available. My last tour to the U.S. was ten years ago to San Francisco, okay. and. When I joined the army in in the 90s, I was in the U.S. and in my school time. So, and uh, when I was 15 or 14. So, oh, goodness. No idea about the different uh, U.S. styles. I'm so sorry. 
because no, uh, you don't have to I don't I, I don't buy a, a can of of Bud or Miller Light uh, here in in our supermarket. No need to. <laughs> I guess then my que- like what American styles are even available near you? Like do, are there just not any sort of like let's say Bad the preparation India from my side. I'm so sorry I didn't buy an US can. <laughs> no, you no. don't need to. <laughs> no, you didn't need to. I want to send you something, so I want to know what you like. But I can just give you. We could just send you what we like, and then you can report back. Um, yeah, I remember that they that you have a lot of very um, a lot of light beers, Bud Light, um, Miller Light. Um, Right. Are they only cold light because they have a lower volume or it's because of the taste, light taste? Yes. Both. Yeah. Light taste and light. Um, well, there's different categories. There's a light because they are lower ABV, like alcohol yep. by volume. And then they, the, the mouthfeel and the body is light. And then there's some that are marketed to be low calorie. Ah, tricky. Good marketing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that, you know, you can drink, like, let's say Michelob Ultra is like a 90 calorie beer, 95 or something like that. Yeah. And they're like, they market it as like a health beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could drink, but I Every beer imagine, is healthy. That's what I think. That's what I say. <laughs> it's good so for your gut. nutrients. It's good for you your more, gut. The more it you is. drink, the more healthy you feel. <laughs> <laughs> so let's have beer for every meal. <laughs> yeah, agreed. That's interesting because it's like, you know, there's so many different styles here in the United States. So I'm just it was was curious to see kind of like what the style like just of the world, what styles are available in Germany, being that Germany is such a you're just known. You're like the 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 grandmothers of making beer. So, you know, it's, you. it's, or <laughs> not like, me. Yeah, no, well, you know, you know, like you, um, like people look to Germany and you've been the influence to countries all over the world. So it's curious. It's, I'm just curious what Germans, if you're not drinking German beer, what else do you like in? I've read, um, in, in some magazines or newspapers, I don't remember, remember that uh, in the US there are a lot of small craft beer breweries. Mm. Then mm-hmm. they grow up. And then the big companies buy the little ones. Yeah. And after a while, uh, they they decrease, go go down, because mm-hmm. the craft beer it's wave is really over. In in Europe, there is no real craft beer wave. It's only a little um, margin percent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Tiny. Yeah. yeah. It's it's crazy because you know here in the United States, there's what nine thousand. Just you craft breweries. I think it's, it's between eight thousand and nine thousand. I think it's a lot, and you know they're, but they still the amount of money that they make is yeah. very very small in comparison to Anheuser Busch InBev. You know, like the the. I huge... work for InBev. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you get it. Debus so... belongs to InBev. Oh, that's right. Oh, Bex, yeah, yeah. Bexpils, Franciscano. Bex, yeah. you know Bex, I think. Yeah, Bex is very famous yeah. in the US too. Yeah. Very famous. Yeah. I mean, they own so many things, and even their tiny little, they're even their like medium sized breweries are gigantic. So, you know, it's, it's difficult for smaller breweries to get any sort of foothold because of how huge these comp- this company is. 
Right. Yeah. And I, I wonder if like maybe there just isn't an interest from the German people to drink American beer because it's just like it's not even a thought. Like, <laughs> why would I drink American beer if, if I live in Germany? Um, um, sure. Yeah, <laughs> there would be interest, but here are a lot of good German beers, too. I think they the German, they, they try the beer different beers they try us beers if if they are available um right. it's also a question of surprise uh imported beer is much uh, they have um a much more higher price than than our beers so why right. should i pay uh, double double price for for beer which i don't know yeah yeah it, it makes me think um the brewery i work for our, our head brewer left and he moved to France. And his idea was that, because he's very interdictional lager. So all he wanted to, he, he just wanted to move to Europe and brew lager. And then a brewery in Paris hired him and they said, great, you're an American, brew some IPAs for us. And he was like, no, I no. left America, so I didn't have to do this anymore. But they see it as, oh, you're American. You can do good hoppy beers. Let's do that now. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> to get hoppy beers, we only have to, to drive on the other side uh, of the frontier to Belgium. They are very famous for, for hoppy beers. Uh, Sweden has a, a lot of craft beer breweries with, with hoppy beers. The UK, too. Mm-hmm. Um so in my opinion, no really need to to import a lot of American beer. Um, if the people are, yeah, what's the term for neugierig? Um, if they want to try something, there are always people in every ca- country who want to try something new. Mm-hmm. And uh, the big brands of the US are very famous all over the world also because of, of um, football games or sponsoring world championships. That's the reason why the people know the American, uh, the American brands. So there's always a, a client to, to try this. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, a lot of re- beers. Uh, I love a lot of beers. Uh, I love every beer, not every. <laughs> Sometimes uh, yeah. it tastes something and it... <laughs> You don't love it anymore. I always forget, you know, like Europe is so, you know, the United States is its its own thing, right? And it's spread out and we have our states, but we're one country. And then Europe, all the countries are so close to each other. So as you said, like you, if you want a hoppy beer, just go to Belgium. It's right there. You know, it's um, no need to get American import if you can just go. No, 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 that's that's not diplomatic. (laughs) No, 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 no. sure, 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 we want American beers, but. Here we have a lot of of, of enough choices. Mm-hmm. We have in, uh, variety, and the supermarkets are made out of stone, so there is not too many space to yep. to sell ten thousand kind of beers. <laughs> right, for sure. No, it totally makes sense what you're saying. Like it doesn't. You don't need. You don't need it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like it's. It's yes. People are curious, of course, and you want to try beers from different areas but it's not a desperate need to you know fill the shelves with think, you know Amer- american sour beers or something <laughs> the european market 
yeah, it's it's very difficult to to conquer with foreign beers, with American beers, with Russian beers, with Chinese beers. Mm -hmm. Arno, thank you so much for chatting with us, for sending us Kolsch. I'm so excited <laughs> to drink it. Um, it's been a while since I've actually had true Wait, Kolsch. Wait, one moment. <laughs> Smile. Great. As an evidence for my boss. <laughs> yes, it. Yeah, you're like, I'm working. This is hard work too, talking to these two American gals. Yeah, I've had fruit a lot. I mean, that's like the number one example of Kolsch that I've had. Um, I've had more fruit than anything else, Kolsch-wise. Um, and it's always been um, great. So I can't, the, these mini kegs are fairly new, right? Um, no, we have them, uh, we oh. have them in Germany since a long time. And uh, oh, okay. we also export, um, these cakes to, to the American market. Okay. <laughs> it was new, easier new for me. me. It. it was easier for me to, uh, to call my U S importer to send you some cakes instead of sending them to, from Germany to the U S it's oh, yeah, uh, no. not possible to send alcohol as a private person to another we can't do that again either. america weird yeah. weird liquor laws um yep but we appreciate it so thank much you. we're so excited to drink it thank you so much for chatting with us and giving us insight into german culture and in kolsch <laughs> uh, it was Only amazing introduction oh. it was a pleasure for me great. too thank you very much now uh, right. yeah thank you. <laughs> we can drink a Prost. lot of beer together Prost. Prost. yes Prost. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for on my side That was a Titan cast episode.